Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another She Wolf Mentality podcast. It is your host and head coach, Isaiah Bowick. I hope everybody is having the best day of their life. Today, we're going to be talking about the foundations before a cut phase, uh, the foundations before that fat loss phase for ladies that are out there that, hey, you want to get into a fat loss phase ASAP. You want to drop inches off your waist. Uh, you want to start feeling stronger in the gym. You want to start having confidence. Um, and oftentimes as a full-time online coach, I see a lot of people wanting to get into a fat loss phase before some very important things that you need to do. I think social media plays a very big role in the quick fixes. Let's do 12 weeks and let's drop 20 pounds. Let's do 16 weeks. Let's lose 30 pounds. Let's do this, this, and that and have a really fast response. And I'm the coach that gets some of you and you go, hey, I'm weight loss resistance now. My body's super stressed. I have a lot of inflammation. My sex hormones are off. Everything is all over the place. Um, and it's really important that you get this new realization that when it comes to a fat loss phase, that there's phases. There are a lot of phases to this whole thing. And it's more than just, hey, we need to go into this caloric, uh, caloric deficit. We need to bring momentum. We have to build momentum. We have to build that consistency. And so the first thing I want to talk about, about the foundations, um, and this might sound, this number one thing, it might sound very intimidating to you ladies because, well, it can be, um, but if you have the right person, it, it helps. And the first thing is I want to talk about is getting lab work, uh, blood serum labs. I won't be diving too much. I'm not going to talk about the Dutch test today, but blood serum labs. I think this is something that a lot of people don't talk about. And as a full-time coach, this is something that one of my processes that I do with my ladies is I send out a metabolic questionnaire. And this questionnaire, I'm looking for symptoms. I'm looking for symptoms that you could potentially have um, that we need to build and we need to heal. We need to find that root cause before we go into a fat loss phase. And so this is something that is really important that you understand that before you dive into the nitty gritty, some of the hard things that you're getting your lab work done. And I'm not talking about going to a primary doctor because your primary doctor is not going to check all your thyroid levels. They're going to go, oh, you look healthy or you seem fine. I'm not going to do this, this, or that. A place called, and I'm not sponsored by them, uh, but there is... It depends on what state you're in, but I use advanced mentality. They send out an email. You go to lab courts, 200 bucks. It's very simple. And if you have the right coach, or if you work with somebody like an endocrinologist, they're going to be able to read those labs. But my point is here before you go and say, Hey, I'm going to go calculate my, my macros and I'm going to push myself into a deficit. What are we, and where are we right now? Where are your thyroid levels? Is your thyroid sluggish? Is your active T3 even working? Do you have inflammation? I just wrote a post. Um, I have a current client that is still making tremendous progress, but I wanted to post her before and afters as she's going through her transformation. And in that post, I'm talking about uh, CRP, C-reactive proteins. And this is a marker that I see a lot in labs that inflammation is through the roof. And why do we get that kind of inflammation? Uh, inflammation? It could be number one thing, Ladies out there, if you are, if you've dieted for long periods of time, contest prep, um, if you are a busy mom, 
uh, you have a really, really stressful work environment, those cortisol levels are going to rise and you're going to get a lot of inflammation on your body. And areas that I see a lot of that inflammation effect is like the liver, for an example. And the liver plays a huge role with our metabolic rate. And again, going back to this whole fat loss thing, we need to get those foundations first, right? We need to build up that foundation of, hey, here are our markers. These are the things that we need to look at. Um, oftentimes, ladies, if you are uh, over, you know, that getting into that mid um, to early 50s, you know, 50s, 55, you know, 46, 47, 48, and you're starting to have menopausal symptoms, we're looking at FSH, LH, and those play a huge role in our hormonal support, especially when it comes to fat loss, because progesterone changes and estrogen. And I don't want to dive into like some really nitty gritty things, but what I'm trying to get to, to help you with your mindset here is, okay, it's really important that I'm looking at the root. I'm trying to figure out what's actually going on at this moment. I'm trying to figure out, Hey, am, is my body ready for a fat loss phase? Because something that I see a lot and I get the clients, I just got a few of them. They're your weight loss resistant, your body's super stressed out. We get the labs, everything is completely off and we have to go down into the nitty gritty of healing those hormones before you go into a fat loss phase. Okay. And it's going to continue. Um, I do truly believe it's going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger cases as life and the world and social media continues to build up because we're being taught low calories, lots of cardio, lots of stress, right? Stay shredded, stay lean. I had a conversation at the gym today and I was talking to um, a lady and she's like, I just want to be really, really lean, but they don't, you know, you don't get that realization. What does that lean lean actually do to the body? And, you know, if you want to lose 10 or 15 pounds, that's, that's different. But if you're wanting to get really, really, really lean, that stress on the body is going to play a vital role. And that is why that number one thing is we need to look and dive into the foundations of your lab markers. Okay. And then going back to that, you know, if we get your labs and we notice, oh, we have a sluggish thyroid. Oh, our CRP, our C-reactive proteins are really, really elevated. Oh my gosh, my liver enzymes are all over the place. Oh my gosh, I have no testosterone. What does that do, right? That's where that weight loss resistance start, start, starts to kick in. And that's why um, we have to dive into that, fix that, build that up, build those foundations up. And I get questions a lot too, like, Hey, do, does everybody have to get labs? No, not necessarily. It really depends on the symptoms. If you're having symptoms, you know, really bad brain fog, you are currently in a cut phase and you're not losing weight, right? You have so much stress and you are, you know, your joints hurt, right? You, you just, you lost your period. That's a really big one. you you lost your cycle completely. And you're like, what the heck is going on? right? Those are kind of the symptoms you're looking at. So number one thing is make sure you're getting those blood uh, serum labs. And again, if you were listening to this podcast and you're like, I need some direction, you know, I'm not ready to maybe work with a coach, but I would like to at least go get labs. I can definitely help you with that. Again, they're only a couple hundred bucks. And if you're kind of like, oh, you know, a couple hundred bucks, I'm telling you every six months, do it because it's going to really bring out clarity on where you are. If you're having uh, very intense symptoms, um, doesn't have to be even that intense too. It could be just some symptoms here and there. 
So that's number one. Number one thing is make sure that you're getting those labs, getting that flow, having that foundational. Number two, this is a huge one. Okay, I talk about this all the time, especially for you past dieters, building up that foundation of having a good amount of calories before the fat loss phase. I cannot stress that enough. One very common thing I see are individuals wanting to go into a cut phase and they eat less than 1500 calories a day. I've seen this a lot. I just had a conversation and I've had a client of mine that was eating 2200 calories for about, oh, three to four months, maintaining weight really well. But to get her body to actually respond to a fat loss phase, we actually had to get her down to about 1300 calories. And this was a consistent individual. Her metabolic rate was very reactive. It just kept responding, maintaining, maintaining, maintaining. Then she started dropping at about 1300. But my point is people don't realize that there ha there's a big gap. There's a big gap sometimes that you have to take. And if you're somebody and your body is very used to eating 1300 to 1500 calories and it's maintaining your weight at that rate and your cortisol is very high because of those low calories, the worst thing you can do is, okay, well, I'm trying to push for 10 pounds. So I'm going to obviously go from 13 to 15 down to like eight, like six to 700, right? I had a conversation with somebody that uh, serves in the military and she needed to pass tape and she was not losing weight at a low end calorie range. So they actually, some people through the military, um, I don't know if it was a dietitian, or if it was one of her friends, I'm not sure who it was, but they recommended, Hey, you need to pass tape. You need to go low calorie, right? doesn't matter who it was. They recommended this. And she actually had to get down to like 700, 800 calories just to start dropping weight. Again, how is that going to overlap to your strength training, right? You're not going to be building muscle at 700 calories. You might be losing weight, losing weight versus fat loss is a different thing. You're burning the candle at both ends, and then you're going to start getting resistance. And so this is that number one. Second thing is make sure that you've built up that foundational line of getting your calories up. And for me, something that I suggest, and I talk a lot about it is this reverse dieting. I know it's this kind of a, it's a pretty famous term now, reverse dieting, priming your metabolism, like to use that. But in general, you should be able to, for me and for my ladies, I typically suggest eating anywhere from 1800 calories to about 2200 calories. I like above 2000 and being able to maintain your weight at that rate for at least eight weeks without having digestive issues, you don't have any hormonal dysregulation, your stress is low, and you've been super consistent. You've been super, super consistent. This isn't like, hey, I'm trying to eat 2000 calories for five days, and then I binge eat on the weekends. That's not what I'm talking about, right? That's not what I'm talking about. But the point here is, you need to get those calories up. Why? We need to get stress down. We need to heal some of those hormonal issues and we need to start putting on muscle, okay? If you eat those low calories for a really long time, you're not going to build the muscle that you actually want. Muscle is extremely anabolic, right? As we build more muscle, we train and we can get the calories shuttled into the muscle cell. That is exactly what we want to do. And as we go into that cut phase, the purpose behind that is as we're dropping weight and we're putting on muscle, we're trying to shuttle 
those foods into the muscle cell and instead of the fat cell. I mean, there's still going to be that there, but something that I always talk about is people that lose a bunch of weight and then they gain it all back is because their metabolism just down regulates, right? And a lot of the calories get spilled into the fat cell. And so it's really important that you're getting those calories up. It's really important that you're getting those calories up and you're getting that that layer of muscle because that layer of muscle is going to also really improve your metabolic rate. And then you're looking at longevity, you're looking at confidence, you're looking at a whole new physique. I mean, I talk about this a lot sometimes. No, it's hard to hear this. Sometimes the look that you want is actually at the weight heavier on the scale. The scale doesn't determine everything. Okay. I see this a lot. You can have a 140 pound woman and then two years still be 140 pounds, but she looks like she's 125 pounds and she's extremely lean. Why? Because she's put on the muscle. She's, she's taken the time out of the deficit to, to put on the muscle. And so again, going back to this whole spiel, make sure you're getting your calories up and you're taking time out of that stressful state to heal the body, to train super hard, to put on lean muscle. And so your body is sensitive. It is sensitive and ready for the fat loss phase because I know it's really frustrating when you are at say 1500 calories and you pull, pull 200 and you're still not losing weight, right? Okay. We need to have that bigger gap because if you're maintaining at 2000 and we pull say 500, you're at 1500 and then you're losing about a pound a week. Good. We plan to ride that out for about six to eight weeks. And then we reset. We always want to go in phases because your metabolic rate is extremely smart. And if you stay in those low calories for too long, your, your body's going to eventually get smart. It's going to downregulate and get back to that set point. So that's why there's phases. And that's why I have phases in my coaching program. And I talk about this all the time. My ladies know when they're in a fat loss phase, my ladies know if they're in a reverse phase, my ladies know if they're in a healing phase, right? So we have to keep building that up. So number two, you got to get your calories up. If you are someone listening to this right now and you're like, I know I'm eating 1300 calories. There's no way I should be trying to cut calories. What I recommend you do is add 150 to 250 calories every couple of weeks. Do it very slowly. Sometimes people try to add food too fast and then they gain weight too quick. Slowly increment up, slowly go up. If you're someone that's so used to eating and under eating, under eating, under eating, most of you that are under eating, you overeat on the weekends uh, most of the time because you're under eating for a long period of time during the week. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm hungry. Why? Because all of a sudden the stress is down from work. All right, then the kids are out of the house and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I actually can eat because the stress is down, right? That cortisol comes down. So make sure you're increasing those calories. Number three, before, before you go into this cut phase, number three, you need to make sure that you have stress and sleep controlled, okay? Now, when you do decide to go into that cut phase, you're still going to have days that you have poor sleep. You're going to have days that you have high stress. Life is life, right? Life is going to come, especially summertime. I get it. I understand. I know you're not going to have perfect days. I don't have perfect days. But what I'm trying to say is if you're like, I'm ready to go in a cut phase and you always feel like you are a chicken when a chicken with its head cut off and you're running around all the time 
and you're having anxiety and you're, you're, you're going back and forth and you're just constantly in this very stressful, like state, you feel very anxious. You're always anxious. You're always thinking, thinking, thinking your, your brain is really wired before bed. Do you think you should go into a cut phase? Absolutely not. You're going to find yourself burning the candle at both ends and you're going to find yourself really putting more harm on your body than good. And that is why this is also why I have a lot of clients that hang out with me for a year plus, because I don't put my clients in more stress. I say, nope, we're not going into a cut phase. I put my foot down. We're going to stay at maintenance or slightly above, and we're going to make sure your cortisol levels are controlled to a point, to a healthier level. Again, stress is stress. It's going to come and go. It's like a wave. It's high, it's low, it's high, it's low. But there are going to be things that you can do on a day-to-day -day basis, waking up and getting sunlight doing words of affirmation, um, meditation, reading, journaling, doing things on the weekend to de-stress. There's a lot of things that you can do, but that is the number one thing is make sure you are balanced your, yourself out. Do you think going in a cut phase right before you're going to move, right? I just moved. It was really stressful, right? I'm trying to sell my sec, my other house. That's super stressful. I'm not in a cut phase right now. Um, you're going through some really tough times with family or um, mom and dad, someone's really, really sick and you have to take care of family. Do you think that might be the best time to go into a cut phase? Probably not. Be mindful and, and just setting yourself up for success. That That's my, my goal and my purpose in life as a coach is setting my clients up for success. Okay. And then number two is stress. I'm, not, I'm sorry, sleep, 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 sleep. If you're someone that is getting less than like seven hours of sleep, four hours, three hours, you're not getting into REM, rapid eye movement. You're not getting into that deep sleep, right? We're getting inflammation around the brain, ghrelin, leptin, hunger, fullness uh, hormones are off, right? We're going to be more craving foods, uh, muscle soreness. It, it just, things are not recovering. Sleep plays a vital role in the recovery phase. And I don't, I'm not going to dive too much into that, but if you are someone that's traveling a lot, and you're getting less than five hours of sleep right now, do you think it's the best idea to go into that deficit? Probably not. It's, it's best to stay at maintenance, get your body, get, get, get through what you need to get through, and then find yourself getting back to sleep. And not to dive into this, but if you are someone that's like, I, I have little stress, but I always feel uh, wired and tired before bed. I feel like my energy, energy goes down here in the afternoon. And all of a sudden it spikes up. I wasn't going to dive into this and I'm not going to, but briefly a Dutch test, a four point cortisol test looks at that. So on those tests, I'm looking at your cortisol throughout the day. It's like a graph. It should naturally rise in the morning and then start coming down at nighttime. But at nighttime, if you're up here on that spike of cortisol and you're having adrenal deficiencies, right? That could also be a weight loss resistance problem. And if you have that, right, do we want to go into a cut phase? Absolutely not. So if you're someone listening to this and you're like, yeah, I do feel really wired and tired before bed. What should I do? Don't go into a cut phase. You know, things that I do, make sure your room is nice and cool. Uh, uh, your blinds are blacked out. Um, you're taking, um, you're taking magnesium, fish oil, there's a few other things like ashwagandha that brings down cortisol before bed. You're taking a couple natural supplements. Um, and, and if those things don't really work, we might have to dive into some more deeper things, which would be a Dutch test. And then we're looking at that cortisol. 
So that is it. That is all for today. I hope you got some value in this podcast. And if you did, make sure you screenshot it, share it to your Instagram page, tag me in it at Isaiah Bowick, um, and that, that you got some good value. Have the best day and we will talk soon.